یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 12 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan. Yeah, episode 12 we are in episode number Lamarcus Aldridge. Should should is we That is number? I think. Oh, okay. He's 12, isn't he? Uh well, I guess it's a uh, it's a good number for sports fan if we if we have any listening to us today. Absolutely, absolutely. I think we should make this a thing going forward. We'll start naming episodes based on jersey numbers. Yeah, well, it, it's not a good number for for Portland Trailblazers fan uh, as we have one of them as our guest today who will not be very happy about that. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll just get to our guest, but before that, I uh, wanted to give all your listeners a preview of what's coming up uh, in today's episode. We'll talk a little bit about the newly launched UBA Professional League in Hyderabad. We'll talk a little bit about Summer League. We'll talk a little bit about um uh free agents transfers and so on uh, but yeah like like you said current who who's our guest today i'm sure everyone's waiting to listen well so uh we just want to get right in with our um, we're interviewing our guest right now he is uh mr brian gamroth brian has been uh, a coach for the nba and he and i think if if you are among the youth who took part in grassroots program in uh, um, in mumbai chennai bangalore i think brian worked in uh, uh, mumbai many years ago where he worked for the nba he was one of the coaches and he worked with a lot of young children so he has a lot of experience coaching all over the world i think he's coached in uh, many countries he's coached in the us in india in china he's coached in africa as well uh, back in the us he's been a high school coach and aeu coach in new york and in boston and he's from portland and is a very depressed trail blazers fan <laughs> so we will try to cover all of this we we, we want to talk to brian about his time in india about what he saw uh, in in the indian grassroots basketball and it, it'll be interesting to get from his perspective um n- not just you know it's easy for us to just talk about the big guys and national team guys who satnam who made it to the nba it's more interesting to see from an outsider's perspective uh about the average indian po- person the average indian kid what their view of basketball is uh so i'm glad to have uh basketball coach and i'm happy to call him my good friend brian gamrot hey brian how are you doing i'm bad how are you uh so brian you are in portland right now yes i am what's the mood out out in portland these days wow getting like... straight to the point huh <laughs> <laughs> just want to just want to slice the knife in straight away how's it going well you know so the last like 20 years of being a blazer fan you know have been pretty rough so i guess we're all kind of used to it i would say <laughs> well yeah, you much... know we 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 hope to kind of delve into that a bit deeper for sure but uh this is an indian basketball podcast brian and and so we i want right. to take you back to your time in india and um yes. you said that you uh, i mean earlier on you messaged me and you said that you you've coached in Uh, in India in the US in China and you coach in Africa as well? Yes, I did. Yeah, uh, way back about 6 years ago, I went to Ghana for a month and I uh, was wow. a volunteer basketball coach there. Wow. And and when were you in India? You were just in Mumbai? Yeah, I was just in Mumbai. I went to Goa for a quick vacation, but yeah, the rest of the time was spent in Mumbai. Okay. And so tell us about it. Like how was that how was that experience in coaching in India? I mean like how, how, tell us about the country for us like what was your impressions we'll get into the basketball later but just in terms uh, yeah. of just being yeah i had i had no idea what to expect but uh <laughs> the people people were incredibly friendly um you know it was uh lots of traffic as i'm sure you guys know so <laughs> yeah. that was like the first thing i noticed was just the car horns and people everywhere and animals like no matter where you look <laughs> there's there's probably like six people looking back at you and like a couple of goats and some dogs <laughs> and then there's like there's cows i remember a cow being just in the middle of the intersection one time and everyone had to stop <laughs> so that, you know that that was pretty cool and every day was like sens- sensory overload uh but it was it was an amazing experience how did you end up in india brand Uh I ended up going out there uh, working with the junior NBA 
which they ran um, a program in Mumbai first. And we, we were, there was five coaches, myself and four other coaches, and we each had kind of a section of the city that we coached uh, schools in that section. So, well, four coaches had a section, and I had public schools, the BMC schools. So um, another coach had the north, another coach had the south, east, and west. And uh, then, you know, we would work with the PE teachers in schools and uh, run basketball programs, and then we had a big tournament at the end. Was it a tournament between all the other schools or among your own uh, segment? It was both. So we had like a we had like a north tournament, uh, south tournament, oh, uh, yeah, east yeah. and west, and then a BMC tournament. And then the winners from the tournament went to the city championship. And then eventually, I think the winners of Mumbai would then all go to national championships in Delhi. Like I think the winners of all the cities used to come. I mean, the, I know they did that a few years. I don't know if they did it the year you were here. Yeah, well, the, the, I mean, the year I was there was the first time that junior NBA had really gotten to, the, you know, this particular program. And they've been mm-hmm. doing it ever since. You know, I know they've, they've been doing it since I left. And they yeah. went down to a couple other cities while we were in Mumbai, actually. Uh, but, yeah, so it, the tournament was amazing. And there's actually some, some pretty good teams. Uh, actually, a BMC school made the, made the finals, which is pretty awesome to see. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was good basketball. So how many um, like schools and how many young kids did you did you work with? Did you coach? Do you, do you have I had, do you have any numbers? Yeah, yeah, I had about twenty five schools. I want to say, uh, and you, you guys know, like, so one school would be like, and then there'd be like nine schools in that school, like an English school, uh, Hindi school, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every every different type of school, and and so mm-hmm. we would work with the coaches and the PE teachers for each of those schools. So it was. It was really like 60, 65 schools, if you <laughs> want to get technical. And you so know, each, was, each session would be – go ahead. Oh, no, I mean, uh, I was just going to say, like, that's a lot of responsibility for someone who's yeah. just new in India and then all of a sudden here's 65 schools and, I don't know, hundreds of children. Now go right. take care of them. Go teach them basketball. Well, no, we had, we had, I had two great assistant coaches. Uh, you know, one, one coach was – so none of the kids spoke English, first off. So that was a huge okay. challenge. I do not speak okay. Hindi uh, yeah. or any of the languages. Did you learn and any Hindi? I did. I actually, towards the end of my time there, and don't test me because I, I, you know, it was a while ago. But any Hindi that's time, that's not safe for work. Uh, no, I didn't learn any of that. <laughs> see, like, get a partner, stop, slow down, you know, go, things like that. Nice. That's pretty much it. Yeah, but I had, I had two great coaches that helped me out. And and how was like the level of basketball? For for the kids you worked with, were they proficient already, or were they beginners? Oh my, they were before even beginner. They a lot of them had never <laughs> basketball hoop. You know the, the crazy thing. I was just telling my friend this. We had a tournament, and you know I had to get these BMC schools to a tournament, and and a lot of the times they had never even seen a hoop or a court. So hmm. like the, the first time they went to the tournament, that was the first time they'd ever seen a hoop. <laughs> so. They were working on these basketball drills, not knowing why, you know, why am I dribbling this ball? What am I supposed to do with it? And then they get to the tournament. Oh, that's the hoop we, everyone always talks about. And <laughs> so that was, that, that was amazing, you know, to every once in a while, we'd have a school that would have a hoop. And then we actually donated five hoops to schools. But the majority yes. of the schools that I worked with did not have any courts or hoops at all. So they were very beginner. Uh, Brian, current tells me you're a really funny guy, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. And <laughs> and do you have any particular stories um, that are specifically memorable or specifically funny from your time in India? Uh, yeah, there, there's one that I remember. Uh, I went to this school. Uh, I think it was a Muslim school, and that, they were actually pretty good. They had a couple players that had played before, and the well, hoop was that in they the had Mustan. Was this in, in the Mustan area? Uh, it's like south south area. I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember the school's name, but I can't. But the coach was the man. He he spoke English and he was uh, <laughs> he actually play a little bit. We were always saying like if we had a coaches tournament a one on one, he would probably win. But, uh, <laughs> there's this hoop that they had. They had a hoop that was pretty run down, but it was like there's like a tree that was blocking it, a branch, tree branch. And so we were like, oh, let's let's you know let's figure out a way to get this the tree branch out. Maybe we can just move the hoop. So I'm talking to my coaches to move the hoop. Meanwhile, the coach instructs the littlest kid in the group to get on the biggest kid's shoulders. 
and he's on his shoulders and they're just cutting the branch off. I was like, okay, well, that works. That we just kept That's playing. Indian Jugar at his best, you know, even in basketball. So I was like, <laughs> before I even do, do, they had already fixed the problem. So, so that, that was very memorable. Another another story I have, if I can get one more, uh, it's actually not no, my get, story, but it, tell us as many as you as you want. <laughs> this is this is Brian's story time. <laughs> Another coach that we were with, uh, that was a foreign coach that came come to Mumbai. He had a, a program out in some in some some school, and I guess he was telling the story. A, a goat kept coming up and taking the cones that he had set. <laughs> wander onto the court, take the cones, then and, and this guy's like he's like six eight. You know, a big dude played at University of Pitt- Pittsburgh, and I just envisioned him like chasing this goat around. <laughs> had <laughs> Those are the type of things we eat every day. That's what they call the revenge of the biryani for all the Seriously. goats that we eat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, Brian, you also mentioned this one story of. Uh, I mean, this isn't funny, but it was like a very like moving story actually about how I think you you took this team out to play. Uh, who had never played basketball before against another team who had never played basketball before, and yeah. and they had a very low scoring game. Dude, can you tell us about that game? Yeah, yeah. So, all my the tournament, my the tournament that I had for the BMC schools, I don't think any team other than the good team scored more than four points. So the final <laughs> scores were like four, four two, two zero. We might have had a zero zero tie. <laughs> You know, it was like '90s NBA, like a lot of defense, <laughs> physical game. Uh, so yeah, so this one kid scores, and this is like it was zero-zero, and this kid scores in the fourth quarter or the second half, and with like two minutes left, and everyone kind of knew that was a game-winning shot. No one else was going to score. And <laughs> I remember he celebrated like he won the Super Bowl. It was awesome. His, his teammates mobbed it. They didn't even notice the other team going down the other way, you know, to try to score. <laughs> They're so happy, and I thought that was really cool. Like one basket to him meant the world, so that was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian, I mean, it's obviously like I think you worked with a, a variety of talents in India. Like there are some kids who, as you said, like for whom it, scoring one basket was was all there was. You know, like that was basketball to them. And then I'm sure yeah. you must have come across. Players who are probably more proficient or who, who are good enough to then you know kind of inch up to the youth national levels or whatever. Uh, what has your experience been? I mean, from like from from India as compared to like where all else you have coached. What do you think India needs to do to be you know better prepared for for the basketball revolution that everyone says that we're going to have soon? Oh wow, uh, man. You know, I yeah, think the it's loaded. Pro- <laughs> That's a revolution. I did not know that was coming. All right, so I think the best thing is just making sure everyone gets a chance to play because you never know where the talent's going to come from. You know, it's not always the talk. It's always Satnam Singh uh, or Sim Buller that are going to be the NBA players. You, you might have a guard somewhere that's, that has not never had the chance to play basketball that has the talent to be, a, you know, a college player or a high-level player, a mm-hmm. national team player. Uh, so things like this where you you know the, the program we ran and there's a lot of programs like this in India now that are letting everyone play and giving building courts and giving kids basketballs or giving schools basketballs uh, just making sure that you know from a young age kids start to get a love of the game and they keep playing and and uh, you know one thing I noticed is like it, it, like why would you be good at basketball in, in the kids that I was coaching like why, why would you be good at that there there's nothing you can do with it you know you're not going to mm. go be a pro Indian player. There's no league there. Uh, you're not going to make money really playing basketball. So, so what's what's the impetus for for playing other than you know the one in a billion chance you make the NBA? Uh, mm-hmm. So, so there's you know just building a love of the game where you just play to, to you know because you love it. That's that's very important, I think, uh, and hopefully that's that's happening now. And then, I mean, my, the first part of my question was like, how would you compare? That yeah. experience, like working in India, as compared to the other countries where you work, and I'm, I can, I'm going to assume that you work like youth also in other countries, like in in yeah. China and in in the US and in in Ghana. How would you compare yeah. what India has or doesn't have? Um, I think the, the number one thing that I see in terms of India versus China, uh, China had like a lot more infrastructure, so courts are everywhere. 
mm-hmm. you know, nice rims, nice backboards, things like that. Uh, in, in Mumbai, it's not always the case. You know, the courts, most basketball courts are covered by cricket, you know, players. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, so, yeah, it still happens a lot. Yeah. Have, you might have a great basketball court, but there's cricket being going on, so you got to dodge the cricket balls that are flying Yeah, through. yeah. It's uh, a big problem. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's the first thing is that I noticed as well. You know, China they have nice facilities and, and things like that. And uh, but other than that, it's pretty similar. Like the talent levels, honestly, it's pretty it's pretty similar. And I think India beat China last year. We beat them once. Our greatest win ever. I was there in person. It was great. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. So not that far apart. Well, and, and it, it was, was like. It was like their B team, so but I'll take it. Whatever. We, we'll milk that yeah. moment forever. Yeah, the, I'll yeah. milk that that win forever. <laughs> so, Karan stuck the knife in you really early, talking about Portland and uh, the the curse of the Trailblazers. So, and I want to talk to you a little more about that. Maybe make it a little more painful death than he intended. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. I, I've had a soft spot for your team for, for the longest time since I've been following the league. I, I was a big fan of Brandon Roy and I, I really hoped. Uh, I, I'm sorry to trigger these memories. So, <laughs> but uh, we, we, all, we all hoped that Greg Gordon would have made it. Now, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so so what, what, what did you make of um, LaMarcus Aldridge leaving and the whole, um, you know, not too long ago, maybe uh, people thought of Portland as a you know, very far shot. For the title, if things went well, but now suddenly you have to put up with the rebuild. Uh, Aldridge is gone. Lillard is the main face. What, what's your take on this whole scenario? Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. I remember, you know, it was like December or January. Mm-hmm. The Blazers were like a top top four seed, looked like a, a contender, and before you knew it, injuries happened. And then the big the biggest injury was Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he, he he was the heart and soul of the team. He goes down. And I don't think anyone really thought about Aldridge leaving until, like, around that time. Yep. And then it started being like, oh, wow, he actually could leave. And then when he left, I, I don't I, – I kind of expected it. Karan, you know, I was telling you earlier, yeah. like, sure he's going to leave. And I, I can't blame him. Going to San Antonio, that's a great – he chose to win. You know, if he would have gone to the Lakers, it would have been a different story. But, <laughs> but if he goes to San Antonio, I wish him the best. Like, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I hope that yeah. they do well. It's not against the Blazers. It's going to be a rough season. Um, but you know we have some good young players. I want to I want to keep thinking that Noah Vonleh, Gerald Henderson, these guys can play. Oh man, that sounds sad. <laughs> Sorry, you know what? I, just... <laughs> I, just, I just looked on on. Uh, I was reading some article and Al Farouk Aminu is the highest paid Blazer next year. My God. Oh wow, that, it's not good. Not Dame. Not yet. Next year, when his extension kicks in, he'll be making I think like twenty mil. But right now, he's gonna make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, so. it's. Well, especially being in the Western Conference is such is so brutal that like you you can't be mediocre in the West. Like you can't in in the East if you have like if if you have Lillard and you just add a bunch of good pieces, you're you're a playoff team. You know, uh, yeah. in the West is just nothing. It's like you have to try so hard just to get to tenth place. Yeah, and they didn't even make Wes Matthews an off- offer, and I think that was because you know they knew Alders were leaving, so they said let's just go all out and tank and they lost four of their five starters instead of, you know, retaining one or two and trying to mm-hmm. replace Aldridge, which you can't replace. So well, I'm at you, like you said, you're right. Mediocrity is not the answer. You got to be either really bad or really good. And yeah. what's the, um, sorry, Kaushik, I just want to put this one in. What's the uh, view of Lillard right now? At the in in for 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 Portland, like, do people are they positive that he's the guy to build upon? Uh, yeah, I mean that's all we have now. He's the man here, though, you know, he, and he's going to be. Uh, he's the face of the franchise, and from you know from like Brandon Roy to uh, Rashid Wallace to Clyde Drexler, like, yeah, like Portland embraces the the best players. They always do, and. And uh, Damian Lillard is beloved right now, and you know he hit the he hit a game winning shot in a playoff series. So no matter what, yeah. he'll always be <laughs> what a great the shot. Yeah, one of the greatest shots that, I've like, seen live. Yeah. Like, was that's incredible. like my that's like my India beating China is that moment. <laughs> After that, I have, like, I have like five years where no no matter what happens to Blazers, I'll be happy. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably uh, the most memorable game winner after the Brandon Roy game winner, right? So I guess every five years you'll have a 
You'll have a crazy day <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four, four years from now, something crazy will happen. I can't wait. It's great. <laughs> uh, CJ, CJ McCollum is still there, right? That's right. Yeah. So yeah, he'll so probably he gets be to the. Start- uh, he he'd be the starting shooting no, no, card, no. I'm guessing, though. No? I don't I don't think so. I think Gerald Henderson's probably going to start. Gerald Henderson, and, okay. Yeah, CJ will come off the bench, play the one and two. Hmm. You know, and, and, buckets. and and somehow you guys will figure out a way to get Steve Blake back. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's coming back. <laughs> Where he's is Steve Blake? Did he get traded? Uh, was it him or tra- Luke Ridnour that got traded like eight times in four days? Luke Ridnour did, but they're both Luke- small. <laughs> <laughs> You, uh, Steve Blake went to Detroit, actually. Yeah, okay. that's right. <laughs> well, he, he'll figure out a way to come back to Portland again. So yeah, until yeah. <laughs> he gets back. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so, Karan mentioned that you had a blog uh, prior to a few days ago as well. So, w- what's that blog about? And uh, no, I had I had this years years ago years ago. Uh, it was a, uh, yeah. It was about the Blazers. It was about in like 2008, so long, long time ago. Oh, it, it ended when Brandon Roy's career ended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was a uh, yeah. It was like the beginning of the Greg Oden era, and then when that era ended, so did the blog. Man, the Greg Oden era, like that was that was like two weeks, right? He had one season where he looked incredible. I was really excited. I'm like, okay, bigs are coming back. Greg Oden's looking yeah. really, really good, and then the poor guy goes down again. No, the game before he got hurt. The first time in game, like he he had uh, like eighteen points and twenty rebounds against the Heat, he was that's killing. Crazy. And then he, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, then that's what happens to Blazers all the time. <laughs> um, so have have you been following the other? I mean, I'm I'm sure you have, but uh, like the other free agent movement. Like, uh, do you have any favorite free agent pickups or any major signings of the last month? Anything that you um, really particularly liked? I mean, I, I think it's pretty much over. Like, it's 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 between at this point between Golden State and San Antonio. So I don't think anything else matters. Like, San Antonio signing Aldridge is the biggest thing. Um, yeah. I love it's, going back to Cleveland. I thought that was good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. But, like, I I noticed like most of the best teams actually not counting San Antonio. Like their moves were actually just retaining their guys. Like Memphis kept Marcus All. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cleveland, like they kept Love and LeBron. Golden State didn't do anything. I think their one move was to trade David Lee for Gerald Wallace. Is that right? And did they cut him, or, or is he still on the roster? Is Gerald Wallace? Uh, he's still on the yeah. roster, as far as I know. He, and he might, he might actually play. Who knows? Yeah, so he, I actually think he's a great piece for them. And that's like all of these, like OKC are just going to be healthier. They, they kept Ennis Cantor. Yep. Like he's. Yep. So I think like the 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 best teams except for San Antonio. They retained their guys, and then there was the Clippers that made a lot of noise. Yeah, and the other thing, actually, the one signing I liked was Greg Monroe to Milwaukee. I thought that was great. Like that's a great, Milwaukee, yeah, that's great. They're, Milwaukee they're, are going to be great. They're building something really nice. Um, yeah, they, absolutely. They are just so um, like they look like the team of the future to me. You know, like between everyone sure. is everyone can play a lot of positions. Everyone can defend everything. You know, yeah, and. Yeah. I, you see them in the playoffs, and you're like, okay, I've, if only they had, you know, a perimeter scorer, and they have that guy. It's Jabari Parker, and he was hurt. Jabari so, Parker. Yep, exactly. And being in the East, like they could be a top. You know, I mean, I, I will probably bet on them having home court this this playoffs now uh, in the sure. East. Sure. Yeah. Why, why not? Why not? They they were close enough even this past year they could get to the fourth seed. And what do you think about? Um, the 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 emoji fuel drama between the Clippers and the Rockets. <laughs> oh, I thought it was awesome. The whole the whole thing was awesome. And I was hoping I was hoping he went he would go back to the Clippers because I really like that Clippers team. And mm-hmm. you know a lot of people don't like the Clipper that Clippers team, but I love I'm it when teams are hit by refs. <laughs> I am like you know like I'm very familiar with the refs hating teams like you know the '99 to 2002 Blazers with Rasheed Wallace. The refs hated yeah. that team. And so it was so much fun to watch. It was like, <laughs> you know, Blazers playing against the other team and then three refs. And that's kind of how it is when the Clippers play. And now they have Paul Pierce and Lance Stevenson added to that mix who are not the best, you know, ref people. <laughs> it's just going to be amazing. Every game is going to be amazing. It's unbelievable. I, I can't fathom the, if they can add somebody else who, who belongs to this whole us against the world team. It would be pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be somebody else out there they can add. J.R. Smith, I mean, maybe. 
Yeah, there you go. J.R. <laughs> Smith, oh man. I really like the, the, the Paul Pierce pickup more than any other, to be honest. Like, I, I just, Paul Pierce is, is a throwback from, you know, the 80s of the NBA, where yeah. he's the one guy who I know doesn't mind just being real, you know, and saying what he has to say and kind of, he doesn't mind being the villain or the troll, you know. If no, he plays he, for your he, team, he, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he, he, he has big shots and he backs it up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Did, I mean, did, the playoffs, did you see his uh, emojis? They were not even emojis. His, his were... emoji, he, he took a photo of the rocket, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not how to use emojis. That's how I, like the first emoji I ever used, I didn't know what how it worked, so I did the Paul Pierce thing where I like copy-pasted a fire symbol on my Twitter. I had no <laughs> clue what, what where to find emojis. So I, I, I feel Paul Pierce's pain in this one. <laughs> I just, I just uh, the main emoji I use, I'm just going with the thumbs up. That, that answers every question. Thumbs up. <laughs> Or what? That's the best one to use. Hey, hey Brian, the, the best emoji right now is the Satnam Singh emoji, the dude with the turban. Did not know. Oh, okay. That, I didn't know. That We've been him. using that one. Know. We've been using that one. I've used that one. We talked about it on the last episode. Like, you can actually change the skin color of the dude, too. So we, really? <laughs> so, so, so I've been using, like, 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 a brown guy in a turban for my emojis. It's great. So, <laughs> how did, I didn't see him play at all. How did he play in summer league? Uh, uh, he's... Sorry, Koshik, go on. No, he, he, he looks a little slow, for sure. Uh, but he scored four points or, um, in, in a couple of matches. And he scored, he's had attempts, he's, he cuts well, he does, he does a few things well. He does a few things that makes it very obvious that he doesn't belong in the league yet. But, uh, like, uh, we don't have such great expectations. It's just uh, treating it as a process and maybe something good will happen in a couple of years or so. Yeah, right. And what is he, 18, 19 years old? Yeah, he's, he's 19. 19. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of time. He, I mean, a lot of people's expectations were just like, um, just to not see him like trip over his feet and fall every time. So he, <laughs> yeah. he, you know, no, honestly, like, cause the, the scouts' expectations were really low because people really doubted, like, they thought they saw it more as a publicity stunt, which it was always going to be with an Indian player in the NBA. But and I think. Mark Cuban. He, and with Mark Cuban. But, 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 but I think, like, Satnam can actually ball. Like, he, he does. He's not uh, obviously an NBA player yet, but he's he's a, he's a great ball player, and I think in a year or two he could earn bench splinters in the NBA. Cool. Great, in uh, that paycheck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep, keep, keep getting, getting them checks, checks Satnam. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Brian, speaking about keep getting them checks, what are your future plans? Do you plan to come back to India sometime? Do you um, do you have any involvement with the NBA in India? Uh, right now, uh, I would love to go back to to India someday. I don't know if that's in the cards, but you know that was one of the best experiences of my life. And if I could go back there, I would definitely do that. If for work or even just to to, to eat travel. butter chicken. Uh, <laughs> what's that? To eat butter chicken. Eat all the food. I love the food. There. I was very <laughs> careful. I was very careful at first, but then I, I started opening up a little bit towards the end of my time there. But yeah, I, I miss the food and uh, you know a lot of things about India. I would definitely go back. What, what's one recommendation you would give a non-Mumbaiker about Mumbai? Both of us are from the city, so... Yeah, I, I, I'm fairly foreign to Mumbai. Like, you probably know it much better than I do. So, what's a recommendation okay. you would give? Like, a place so to go I'll, or something to try or something to do? Okay, so... You know, honestly, the, the, the number one thing that I would do is what I, I did when I was there and just... Be extremely careful what you eat and drink <laughs> until you, you get your stomach gets used to it. And then you can start and there's a ton of good food and you can start, you know, experimenting a little bit with food, street food. And it's really good. But you have to earn it. You can't go first two weeks. So you're going to get the, uh, you know, the deli belly. You know, for us Indians, it's like we are born with immunity. Like we are fine. Right. I can I, I can eat anything and I don't get sick. My stomach's okay, really strong good. like that. So like... That's yeah, I, I knew I wasn't like that, so I had to I had to go so easy. Uh, so Brian, what else are you are you gonna be doing in the future? What, what what's what's next for you? Uh, I'm not sure yet, actually. You know, it's uh, I might be doing some some work with uh, a friend of mine who runs a basketball camp out here in Portland. Um, just trying to stay around basketball at any at any point. Um, okay. And you know, hopefully get get uh get back to coaching internationally somewhere. Awesome. Um, 
All right, Brian, thanks for giving us your time. Like, it was awesome having you on, on the podcast finally. We've been talking about this for months. So, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we could finally, like, talk. The stuff we talk about normally, but we now have it on record. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let me let me just tell one one more India story. I forgot to tell. Yes. Yeah. You can tell as many as you want. <laughs> this is my favorite. This is my favorite one. Uh, so we used to play. We used to play a weekly pickup game with uh, a bunch of these guys who have been playing pickup. These these older guys who've been playing pickup for about twenty twenty five years together at the same okay. court every week. Okay. So, so they had the same moves with each other. Like they all knew each same, other. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all, you know, all shapes and sizes, like short and fat dudes, tall and skinny guys. They, but they could all shoot because they've been playing at yeah. the same court for 20 years. So, yeah. <laughs> best part, and, you know, I've I've played pickup now in a couple different countries. Like when I was playing pickup in Ghana, the scores were to three. So you, that tells you how you know how good the pickup basketball there was. <laughs> the final, final score was three. Like you played to three. But in India, we played to 220. We would play to 220. Yeah. Wow, counting twos and threes or what? Threes, like, yeah. Okay, okay. But the best part about this is, no matter what, the final score was always a two or three point game. No matter, wow. even if team like my team would be up by twenty points, and I'd be like, "What's the score?" And then you know, the the de facto kind of head of the pickup would say, "Oh, it's a uh, one sixteen to one fourteen." <laughs> no, no, it's not. We're definitely up by ten. <laughs> it's. It's like boxing scores, you know. It's all, it's, like that's, it's always got to be tight. But it was, so so no matter what, it was always an exciting finish. We always had a game winning shot, even if one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you, I mean, the flip side yeah. is you get to be clutch every minute of the game. Exactly, exactly. you're always clutch. Going to come down to to a final shot. No, you know, the, the 220 point or whatever thing sounds crazy, but I'm not actually that surprised that you played to high scores. Because I've done the same back home, uh, and and we, we would do it in like the heat as well. It doesn't matter how hot it is, we're playing till hundred, and we just are. Oh, yeah. And it's you suffer like by the end of it, I've lost half my body weight in water, but yep. you just do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they play rain shine. If it rains, they just take bring out the brooms and they you know sweep the court off, and mm-hmm. then we go. It was great. Yep, I I, I think the aim was to. Fit in with the cricketers and make scores that are like cricket. So you score 200 points. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, I never thought about that. <laughs> uh, cool. All right, Brian. Uh, thanks again for joining us and good luck with everything. Good luck for your um, Portland Trailblazers as well. I hope that we get to see you guys back in the playoffs sometime. Well, they're your Portland Trailblazers too, right? Aren't you a fan now? Um, not really, <laughs> but. <laughs> I've just always had a soft corner for them, so I'll, I'll root for them to succeed for sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, great. Well, thanks a lot, guys. It was a lot of fun, and uh, uh, hopefully, we get to do this again. Thanks, Brian. Take care. You too. So that was uh, Brian Gamrot, uh, basketball coach who's worked with the NBA in India. He's done the junior NBA, junior WNBA programs, as you guys heard. And I think the the takeaways, Kaushik, for me were a uh, cricketers get off basketball courts, <laughs> and and b like if there's so many there's so many people who are playing uh, in whatever conditions India offers in on outdoor courts, like the pa- the passion for the game in India is in, is really really insane and it's underrated. And I think people should uh, appreciate that that just because it's not mainstream. People who are into it, there's nothing to take out away from basketball. And that's what Brian was talking about, coaching to some of the kids who are never going to be stars, you know, like never going to be the one in a billion person. But it's just for the passion of the game that they get into it. And to me, that's really important. Like we don't, we can't always look at who's going to profit or who's going to make the most of, of from it. You know, basketball is about being you know, healthy and active and just going out is being about being competitive, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I think nothing symbolizes India more than, you know, come what may, we'll figure out a way to do things. And if there's if there's a tree in the middle of the court, we'll cut it off. If there's if there's rain on the court, we'll sweep it off. We'll do something about it. So that that's, uh, that, that's, that's that, just India that, basketball. Hashtag India basketball. Hashtag India basketball jugar, yeah. Like that, that tree story actually takes me back. The, the first, in my school, when I was in class six, like the first court where I really started to play basketball a lot 
mm-hmm. one basket was on a tree. So it was like one side was on a tree, the other side was a pole. That's and awesome. It was, it was like a really small court. It was, you know, um, maybe 60% size of a normal court. Mm-hmm. And uh, all around people are playing other games. They're playing four square. They're playing football. Like some people playing cricket. And in the middle, but you're just... And so the, the tree rim was always a little bit uh, lower than the other one. Mm-hmm. So if you were really athletic, you could, you could take a run up. And uh, this this is kind of daring because you could really hurt yourself, but you know we didn't care. We were stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like y- y- you could try and do a little bit of um, uh, w- what do they call that game in France where people jump from like um, roof up rooftop oh. and they're basic. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could do a bit of like parkour. Parkour. Yeah. Yeah. You could do a parkour on the tree and dunk the ball in that's, if if you're if you're feeling awesome. athletic. <laughs> so. That's that, that's what it is. You make do with what you have, you know. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of make do with what you have, um, we don't have a professional league. That, that's something. <laughs> that's something that we've harped upon quite often in this podcast. But there there was something that's come up in the in, in the recent few weeks, and uh, we do know that it's not um, necessarily BFI endorsed, but there is something that's got uh, that's got going. So. Uh, Karan, what can you tell us about the UBA Pro League that's just tipped off recently? Yeah, so it kind of came out of, I won't say it came out of nowhere, but it happened much sooner than I thought. Uh, UBA are called, are the Universal Basketball Alliance. I think they're an Indian company. And they are, um, they, they bought the rights, actually, the way it began was that they bought the rights to the All India College Basketball Events, mm-hmm. the All India College Tournaments, which they organized fully. So what they've done is basically taken the same best college players and for two weeks put them in a professional league where they pay these players to play for in these two weeks. Yep. And um, and then so the players are, ba- are basically teamed mostly depending on where they're from, like which region they're from. So there's a team from Hyderabad, team from Chennai. Hyderabad is the host city. Team from Delhi, team from uh, Punjab, team from uh, Bangalore. And I think, um, except for, I, I mean, the one notable difference is the, the star player of this entire league is TJ Sahi, who, if you guys don't know about him, he's, uh, I, I, I look at him as India's Alan, Alan Iverson. He's like the the, the the rebel of Indian basketball. Really exciting player, one of the best dunkers you'll ever see in India. Uh, pro- probably the most important, like, dunker in India. Um, he, he, he was India's star point guard in the national team for many years. Um, and now he's a part of this league now. He's he's the big name. He's the icon player. Um, I think they, he plays for the Bangalore team as well. So who? He's playing for the Bangalore team. Yeah. Go TJ Sahi. So go TJ. <laughs> yeah. So he's. I think they call the Bangalore Beast. The Beast. Yes. I wrote, I wrote an article about this the other day. To me, the most exciting thing is just like the team logos and the names and the banners and the jerseys. Yep. Like that. That is the vision that I want to see. Like to me, it's you have you have you have to be able to sell a product. Yep. And it can't be the same old boring thing. Like it has to be something exciting like that. So um, obviously this league isn't. Um, it doesn't have an except for TJ. There's no one else who's a star player of India who has a shot at an Indian national team, who who's in this league. All our best players are in camp or they'll be taking part in. You know, if you really want to see India's best players, you go to the national championship wherever that happens. It usually happens in December or January. And that's where all the best players in India play. But this league is a good start. And what I wrote about it is that it's the, it's the competition that BFI and IMG Reliance need. Like It's sort of like a kick in the butt that, look, we have already done this. So let's start a, a professional league for the best players very soon. Yep. Uh, like, like you said, you know, BFI needs this. But uh, there is some um, rumblings going on that how they don't really support this. And it, it's tr- it sounds to me like what the BCCI did with ICL and they'll probably, with ICL. They'll probably yeah. use this to uh, spring a tournament of their own but um, you know, kudos to UBA for actually having the, the cojones to do this. Yeah, I mean that's the whole point, right? It's a, it's an open economy. If they're, they're going to put money into something doing it then competition makes the best out of everybody. That's that's In basketball, you're going to be the best player when you go up against the best. Not, not, not like what LeBron did with the decision. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but they're, they're still taking cheap shots at that. Are we? <laughs> I will not forgive him. Even I'm not even a Cleveland fan. By the Cleveland fans have forgiven him. Yeah, so. Cleveland fans have made a complete U-turn. I know a guy um, on Twitter who 
switched from I hate this guy, he's the biggest, um, you know, he let me down so much to, oh my god, he's the greatest player on earth again. So, you know, but completely uh, uh, you can't blame them. Like, like if, if LeBron James joins my favorite team, he's going to be my favorite player. Yep. Like, that's just how easy it is. He's so good that he'll be a favorite player, but I will not trust him to be there for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that. Who are you talking about? LeBron James? LeBron, LeBron James. Oh, uh, no, we were talking about Indian basketballs. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, that, they, they need that competition. And once they... Um, uh, hopefully, they have set the ball rolling. They get people to come watch these games. They, they are creating some sort of hype about it. And really, between the players themselves, the college-going players, just their own circles will, is giving India a ready-made basketball audience and players who will eventually then, uh, if they do launch a bigger league, then these these players will be among the names who may be considered. Yep. Like, they may not be the stars, but you have you can't just have stars in the league, obviously. You need to fill up the rosters. Absolutely. Speaking of stars, you can't always have stars and you need to fill up the rosters. Let's make this a very smooth transition into NBA Summer League. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you've been you've been catching this. You're the league? boss at transitions today. You're like you're killing it with the transitions. Absolutely. You guys are making it easy for me. I'm, 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 I'm playing the I'm playing the assist maker card. You guys are making it easy. <laughs> uh, let Let's talk about summer league. We spoke a little bit about Satnam. Uh, were, were you happy with what you saw of Satnam? So first of all, I think it's pretty huge that Sony Six is telecasting summer leagues in India. That's yeah, that's unbelievable. It's huge. <laughs> Can you believe that? Some, we used to yeah. have two NBA games a week not too long ago. Yeah, and no. now we have, now there's summer league games. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. So what, what did you make of Satnam's um, couple of minutes here and there? And I, I tweeted about this the other day when the only summer league game I watched was um, Lakers versus Dallas Mavericks for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I, I, who, I, who who are you cheering for? I was cheering for Lakers, but I wanted Satnam to do it. This is like the yeah, class, yeah. classic um, when Royal yes, Challengers course. Bangalore plays Mumbai Indians. I want Sachin to score a century, but I want Bangalore to win. That's how it uh. is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I, it just hit me for a moment that I'm actually watching a game between the Lakers and a team that has an Indian dude in it. That's pretty surreal. Well, hold the hold on a little bit. This is not the Lakers. This is a summer league team. Come on, don't, has, don't, don't that take has, that away from me. <laughs> I mean, D'Angelo Russell, yes, he will be a Laker. Uh, who else was on the Laker team that you're going to see in three months or four months? Julius Randle, <laughs> baby. Just, did Julius Randle play in the summer league? I actually didn't hear anything about it. Yes, yes his... he did. He did. Okay. In fact, okay. the last game, uh, I think he got 20 points and 15 rebounds or something like that. So, I, a... I feel bad for Randle because he, you know, if he had been hurt all Last year, mm-hmm. this would be his rookie season and he'd be eligible for Rookie of the Year. Yeah. But because he played, what, 20 minutes? <laughs> like, he, he got even, hurt in his... Not even 20 first... minutes. It's like 7 minutes or something. That's, much, much lesser. Yeah, but, but that still counts. So, he's already played one yep. season in the NBA. But, but I think, uh, from what I read, the Lakers have filed for some sort of exception where NBA occasionally grants these things. Okay. So, and in any case, I don't think any one of Julius Andrew or D'Angelo Russell will win the Rookie of the Year and uh, that, that's mostly because they'll probably eat uh, how much ever scope they have for winning between themselves. They'll, they'll end up splitting things. <laughs> uh, whereas there are a lot of others in much better situations. For instance, nobody is going to score points for Philadelphia 76 So I think Okafor has a big shot at winning this. Okafor does have a big shot, yeah. yeah. Maybe somebody like Moody also has a good chance because the Denver Nuggets are a complete mess right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Moody for obvious reasons, and he, he looked, looked good. really good. Looked he looked really good in the summer league, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm feeling redeemed for 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 being on Moody's corner for like for months. He's <laughs> uh, I I really wish he he had gone higher, but you know, it's fine. Yep, and I'm I'm also rooting for Kristaps uh, Porzingis. How are Christophs, you doing? Kristaps. Kristaps. <laughs> Chris Stapp's could, I mean, you know, the Knicks are, the Knicks need everybody. So, he, he may end up being pushed into the forefront earlier rather than later just because, like, even though he's a project. Yep. Uh, he looked good too, though. He, again, it's the summer league. Yep. Like, yep. S- 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 Satnam is playing five minutes, seven minutes a game. Yeah. And, you know, so that's what happens. But, yeah, coming back to uh, Satnam, like, he, I, I actually wrote an article reviewing his, um, 
his summer league experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you guys want to read that, you can check it out on my blog. Uh, he, you know, the expectations, as I was telling Brian, were so low that uh, I actually felt that some scouts and the coaches were kind of impressed by him because they thought, like, you know, he's he's not he's not nothing. He does, he's a big guy who is very like the the sneaky thing about Satnam is that he's actually a very intelligent basketball player. His basketball IQ yep. is pretty high, and that is people aren't people don't normally. You know, whatever it is, for whatever reason, big guys never get that respect. It's always the small <laughs> guys who are supposed to be the intelligent one. Yeah. But Satnam is a pretty intelligent big guy, and he's uh, he knows when to cut. He's he communicates well on defense. Um, he's he, he he made some beautiful moves to the basket. I think where you know, yep. uh, like like the pick and roll, and pick up pop pop moves. He can shoot well. Yes, he had a he nice finishes, jam as well. Yeah, he finishes strong. Like he's not afraid of that. Yeah. So, uh, that's I, I wrote like you know it's. He's at least shown that he can. His problem is eventually going to be running with, with the, at the space. Yep. But he's shown that he can like, he, the, the moment didn't completely crush him, as many would have thought. Now, just to put it in perspective, Sim Buller uh, played maybe one or two minutes a game in the summer league. Whereas so Satnam has actually played. No, I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about last year when, yep. when Sim Buller was a rookie. Um, so Satnam has had a way better summer league experience than Sim did uh, a year ago, and Satnam is only 19. So you know, I mean, we could see him like uh, he's going to go to the D League now, uh, the Texas Legends, and hopefully uh, he improves enough to to earn an NBA call up next year. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so I don't have a smooth transition to the game right now that we <laughs> wanted to play, but let's head straight to the trivia game. So you ready for another challenge? Let's do it. Okay, this is also a reasonably easy one, mostly because I remembered we have to do this just two minutes before we got on the call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you, you were, were you in China during the 2008 Olympics or were you, did you end no, up there no, later? No, 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 I was in, I was only in China in 2012. Okay, cool. So, this is a little before um, you went there. So, the 2008 team, US team that went there was pretty famous for being the redeemed team. Yes. Let me let me see if you remember all twelve players of the team. All twelve redeem team players. Okay. Okay. Your two uh, minutes starts now. Uh, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade. Yep. Kobe Bryant. Yep. Jason Kidd. Yep. Uh, Dwight Howard. Yes. Um, uh, let me think. Was. Uh, was Chris Paul on this team? Yes, he was. Okay, Chris Paul. Darren Williams was on this team. Yes, he was. Um. You've got eight, and there's four more. I've got eight. Okay. Um, Hold that. Name. Sorry. Hold that. Oh, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Nobody well, does. But this this is the guy who's famous for just saying "hold that" all the time. Was Was Tyson Chandler on this team? Tyson Chandler wasn't on this team. He's on the 2012 team. Oh, okay. Uh, man, I'm just I'm I'm having like a memory blank right now. Um, uh, LA Lakers, what, Chicago Bulls, Utah Jazz, power forward. Uh, Carlos Boozer was on this team. Yep, that's that's okay. Okay. Uh, then there's a uh, Milwaukee Bucks left-handed shooter. Oh, Michael Red was on this team. Yes, I didn't know that wow. either. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Um, uh, I'm not going to give you clues for the two other guys. Just give me, give me, give me positions. Uh, uh, evolution from 4000 BC. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have no idea what you are talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about Chris Bosch, of course. He's been... Chris Bosch. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I saw. I just saw a movie about Chris Bosch, man. Jurassic World it was pretty good. It was pretty amazing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris Chris Bosch was really good, and all his like clones were really good, also in the movie. Absolutely. <laughs> all his uh, bros and all, all, all his bros. And uh, the last guy. The last was... guy is. Um, I think he was la- he last played for. The Detroit Pistons? Uh, Chauncey Billups? No, you're close. Another, uh, Rick not, Hamilton? No, another guy from that same team. Tishon Prince? Yep, you're right. You, you just okay. got it. You, you were clutched with five seconds to go. You I was clutched? Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not impressed with this performance. I, I should have known more about it. I actually thought, you know, when you mentioned 2008 Olympics, I thought you were going to ask me the Spain team. Ah, uh, no. Because, it, because it, the US would have been too easy. But yeah, but, uh, Let, let's see. You you can get warmed up with this game slowly, slowly, and maybe in a couple of weeks we'll let's do the Spain team. 
No, but then now I'm gonna learn it. Now, so we can't. <laughs> I'll catch you anyway sometime. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, the, both the Gasols were there. Rubio was there. Yes. Uh, Sergio Rodriguez was there. Yes. Uh, was Reyes on that team? Reyes was also on that team. Uh, was Raul on that team? Raul. Uh, what, what's what's his full name? Uh, shoot, I'm forgetting. This the, the Spanish player, Raul something. Okay. Not 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 Raul the God obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think there was somebody named Raul, but yeah, there were there were um, those um, typical Spanish veterans, right? The Mumbru yeah. and Garbajosa and yeah, Garbajosa was on that team. Yeah, that that's a good game, the 2008 final. That was one of the greatest basketball games like I've ever seen, just because of what was at stake. Absolutely. Um, and then, like, Kobe in the end, just making it his game. It was... Because, you know, there was the whole... Yes. Uh, Raul Lopez. I just found it. Yeah, Raul Lopez was on this team. Ah, okay. Yeah. Jose Calderon was on it, too. Yes, uh, he was. No, uh, but going back to that game, yeah. Like, it was, you know, like... Everyone thought that the US has, has too many cooks, spoiler broth situation. Yep. And uh, But then this was where, like, Kobe was just like, okay, I got this. Like, I'm going to take care of this. You know, I'm going to take you home. And everyone stepped back. So, like, every other great player on earth let Kobe finish that game. And that was pretty cool. Like, that really showed you... In 2008, Kobe Bryant was untouchably, like, the best player. Yep. You know? That's or right. in my opinion, he was. I mean, I'm, and I know people will disagree, I, but... I'll always yeah. agree. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright. So, guys, before we sidetrack completely and talk about things that you might have no clue about, I think we should end this episode. Episode number, LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> uh, has been a good episode so far and I think we'd leave it there uh, it's, it's, it's a bittersweet thing to call a LaMarcus Aldridge episode when we had a Portland Trailblazers fan on it you know but sorry Brian but that <laughs> if you aren't cruel about that then what 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 else should you be I mean, it's Portland exactly it's, it's, it's Aldridge true. it has to be cruel <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright guys so um, thank you once again for joining us on another episode of Hoop Session uh, I still don't know who episode uh, who is a famous number thirteen guy, but by next oh, Paul week... George is thirteen now. So oh PG thirteen PG thirteen yeah. yeah yeah so we'll be back with PG thirteen episode number Paul George soon. But until then, thank you for constantly tuning in to us, for liking our Facebook page, for following us on Twitter. You can always uh, find us on a variety of social media platforms. You just have to search for the word Hoop Darshan, and you'll you find us on. Tons and tons of places. Um, if you have any questions for us, any feedback, please feel free to shoot it to both Karan, who's at Hoopistani on Twitter, and myself at underscore Kaushik7. Uh, maybe if you have some questions, we'll answer it in the next episode as well. Uh, so I guess that's it. Karan, thank you for joining me again. Thanks, Kaushik. Thanks, yeah. thanks for having me on once more. And until next week, hashtag India Basketball.